0: Hey miserable bitches, we are back with another episode of Misery Manner. My name is Cody.
1: Oh, my name is Emily.
0: And before we get started, make sure you leave your manners at the door. Welcome Spooky Bitches. I just,
1: oh. Oh. I was gonna say, I just got a notification on my phone that your new stickers have shipped.
0: Oh yeah, we got y'all some new stickers. What does it say? Hey, miserable bitches. Yeah, and they're
1: gonna be like in a little heart.
0: Heart shape. But those are for Patreons.
1: Yeah, Yeah. So regular bitches don't get that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if you wanna be a Patreon, head on over to our link on our Instagram bio, at Misery Manor Podcast and sign up to Patreon where you'll get exclusive episodes, some fun stuff in the mail, random shit, who knows? But while we're on it, I'm gonna shout out our new patrons we have this week. So we have Tara or Tara. I don't know which one it is, but I'm gonna say Tara. Is it the Tara We know? No. Oh <laughs> uh Ariana Grande. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kimberly, Shelby, Sabrina. Uh I might get this name wrong, but uh Lachanette. Oh. I don't know. Beautiful name. And Capri. Maybe it's
1: Lashante.
0: Lashante. That's what it is. Okay. Lashante. And Capri. Son? And, and Lashante actually is a $20 tier. So I messaged her. We're going to be giving her the shirt that she wants. Okay. And the size and all that. So.
1: Does she want a poem or does she want a Oh, rap? she's getting a poem. Oh, okay. She's getting a poem. I feel like you could ry- rhyme a lot with Lashante.
0: Lashante. Hey, don't be i <laughs> said don't be gay and i'm I gay
1: <laughs> and i'm gay
0: <laughs> yeah see so that's why i have to write these down so yes but yeah if you want to be a patreon and get some cool episodes mm-hmm. come on over baby um also a very exciting week for us it's our birthday week oh my god emily's turning 32 and i'm turning
1: 31.
0: 31 we're babies you know uh,
1: No, I literally sat in my car and cried before I came in here because I'm like, I'm 32 and I've done nothing.
0: Yes, you have. Don't say that. The mindset is everything. Um, well, I only cry about being 30 because, you know, in my prime in twenties, I could stay out till 2 AM. I could have every vodka soda on earth and go to work the next day. Now, if I like go to happy hour and have anything like over four drinks, I know that I'm fucked the next day.
1: I know. And then you like, don't drink for two weeks and it's super annoying. Cause we'll be out to eat. And he's like, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm I
0: like, know, oh but God. I'm like, it, well, th- we're
1: drinking right now. Cause I got this rose And it's really good.
0: Yeah. And it's our birthday. So clink cheers. But like, I love drinking. Don't get me wrong. We all know that. But like now in your thirties, your hangover lasts. Like you just feel like a sack of butthole the next I day.
1: literally sat a weird way in my chair remember like a few months ago and remember how bad my neck and my back hurt for like 4 weeks
0: yeah was that from a hangover
1: no i was just sitting weird in a chair oh yeah
0: cuz you're yeah going back to the 30 yeah well i was in the cycle class and threw my back out for just tapping oh. it back so like <laughs> this is 30 like hello anyways it's our birthday week if you would like to buy us a shot um or anything we do, have <laughs> we do have a Venmo at Misery Manor Podcast. We'll split it, but we will post us having a drink on y'all.
1: I'll also take rent money. Yes. Um, Her
0: OnlyFans is not popping off these days. It's not.
1: People <laughs> do not like my toes. They
0: don't like feet.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm not lying. I have looked into it. So
0: You do have pretty feet, though.
1: I really do, but they're. And you little
0: get them taken care sometimes. of. You get them taken care of.
1: I do, but I get blisters from writing.
0: Well, you get bunions, corns.
1: Uh, I have never gotten a corn. I've had. I don't even eat corn.
0: Well, I don't think it's from eating corn.
1: Is it? No. Okay. I was like,
0: well, fuck. I should have 14 of them.
1: Yeah, I've had ingrown
0: toenail surgery at least four times. And, you know, when oh, I had the surgery the first time, the toenail that they took out was so big.
1: Oh, I love watching those videos. Oh,
0: I know. But they took it out, and my mom thought I was going to be horrified. And, you know, what I said to them? I'm in mean, like, I think I was in like middle school. And if I said, you could eat it? No, I said, is there any way I could take that home? I want to put it on a necklace, like as a shark tooth, but oh, a yeah. fucking toenail and it was big enough to like hole punch so I could th- send thread through it.
1: Did you do that?
0: Um, no, he was like, that's not sanitary. Like we would have to like, they can't just send you home with the fucking
1: I mean, they could. I guess
0: they could. And it wasn't Belmont. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're like here, but nah, I did not go home with my toenail. Poor thing. Oh, well, wow. that's why my toes are fucked now. So, um, they are, they are, they are, they are, but at least I have all 10. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't, but, um, also exciting news. Guess whose story it is this week.
1: Oh yeah. I joined the podcast again. Yeah. She's here.
0: No, you're really good at, you're good at commentary.
1: Oh yeah. I'm good at commentary, not storytelling. Yes, as you are. Find out. I'm excited. This took me so <laughs> long and I know this story so well.
0: Yeah. Cause you said this is like one of your this favorite. This is
1: like my favorite free killer, serial killer. I mean, oh, it's a serial it's kind killer. Of both Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Awesome. I'm excited.
1: So I mean, are you ready?
0: I'm ready, baby. Hit me with it. Okay. Also, before we get started, guys, if anything bad happens during this episode, I got an email from my apartment complex that there has been a random human peeking into <laughs> the windows of people's apartments here. So like when Emily gets here or Emily got here, I'm like, I just got a bad email. Meanwhile, all the windows in my house are open. The blinds are open. So if you hear anything or hear a scream, call the police. Well, We've been abducted.
1: Who would have?
0: Whoever's lurking.
1: The... Okay. Oh, yeah,
0: because it'll be a day later.
1: Whoops. <laughs> Never
0: mind. <laughs> Continue.
1: Okay. So maybe we should have told Lane or something. Yeah. Okay. So, Dracula. The Vampire of Sacramento. Ooh. The Vampire Killer. Richard Trenton Chase.
0: I've, oh my God. Wait. Didn't we do a case over the Vampire of Dusseldorf, Dusseldorf too? Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, and this is kind of like halloween vibes yes. too. Okay, perfect.
1: So... Richard Chase killed six people in a very short amount of time and a small radius. I'm talking like a mile radius of where he lived. Um, he lived, I don't know if I said this yet. No, he lived in like a neighborhood in Sacramento, okay. California. So he is unique because he's a serial killer. Yes, but he's really a spree killer. So his first victim was killed about two weeks prior to his month long spree killing, which uh, I kind of got that wrong. Cause it's really like, a few days okay um because he kills someone and there's like some weeks that go by and then it's Killed. just like
0: boom 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 boom
1: yeah okay. like some of the progression of what he goes through like within a day you'll see is something that takes some people like weeks months or even like years to go through and okay. he's just like boom going wow. through it all at once okay um also, his first victim was killed in an like impersonal and different way than all of his other victims. But okay. we'll get into that. So okay. the story of Richard Chase's victims is incredibly graphic and disturbing. So I'm just gonna say this up front, like women being killed, mutilated, animals being killed, babies being killed, brains being spilled. if you don't want to hear that. brains
0: being spilled.
1: Yes, then do not listen to this episode.. Ooh.
0: I'm here for it because, you know, I love that nitty gritty stuff. (laughs) I know you
1: do. So, yeah, Um, because, yeah, there is a part about a pregnant woman and a baby dismemberment. It's just don't listen if you don't want to. Listener
0: discretion advised. Yeah.
1: So, like, Lane, bye. Put your kids to sleep. They've had their melatonin. Good night. (laughs) So, contrary to many of the backgrounds of the killers we talk about, Richard Trenton Chase which Trenton, Mm -hmm. like, please. Um, he grew up in a relatively, relatively normal household with the average amount of like 1960s child abuse by a father who might've drank too much. Um, Richard grew up on Santa Clara or in Santa Clarita, California. So there isn't really much to talk about Richard's childhood until he's about 10 years old. Um, this is when his mother discovers a dead cat in their, like, little flower box. That's
0: how it all starts.
1: Yeah. Um, at this time, many cats apparently were going missing in their neighborhood. And it was, like, known amongst the neighbors that this was happening.
0: So. They were like, is your pussy missing? It, yeah. And then they all were missing their cats. I hate
1: you. Right? Yes. Okay. So, like, but, like, nothing happened. Like, oh. Richard's mother just finds the corpse of this pet and doesn't ask anyone about it. Mm. Like knowing that cats were going missing, not like, Oh, is this your cat? Or like, Oh my God, I found another cat. Like, because I think like deep down, she knew it was Richard. Right. She was trying to protect him. That. And I mean, she's an enabler. We'll, we'll, we'll go through that too. Okay. Um, so let's fast forward five years. Richard is 15 and his parents decide to get divorced. Um, this could put any teenage kid over the edge, but Richard didn't seem to directly be affected by this event in his life, other than going to live with some relatives. It was kind of like he would go live with a grandmother and then he would do weird shit. And then his grandma was like, I can't take him anymore. Send him back. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he really was odd. Okay. Um, So this happened quite a bit in Richard's life, like being displaced and going from home to home. So like Um, no
0: stability whatsoever.
1: Not really like in his teenage life, which is really when a lot of kids need that. So yeah,
0: that's when you're, you know, you're developing, you're starting to learn how people treat you and like how you should treat others. And if you don't have that stability, then you're kind of like, well, you go into your adult years, not really having that experience.
1: Exactly. And then not, so not only that, like, we're going to get into like the sex stuff, like puberty stuff. Right. So that kind of ties in with this being sent back and forth between family members. But so mainly due to his mother, not being able to properly deal with his strange behavior is kind of why that's happening. Right. So um, we do come to find out that Richard was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. So um, honestly, the most infuriating part of this story though, is that Richard Chase could have been prevented Mm -hmm. So, you know, he was continuously denied the treatment he truly needed by his mother, basically. So I hate to put that blame on her. Right. But all
0: the signs were there. Like he. But
1: like, as you saw with like the cats, like she was just like, oh, Uh, like didn't tell anyone. Right. So now Richard is in high school, is in high school and he's dating. I'm going to show you pictures of him, too, because he wasn't a bad looking kid. Right. And as an adult, he looked fucking insane. Mm. So it's actually confirmed by an ex-girlfriend from high school that Richard had bone. I put boner problems
0: like erectile dysfunction.
1: Yeah, but it's a little bit more than that. So Richard learns in high school anatomy class that to keep the penis hard, blood is necessary to fill that area up. Right. Thus creates his self-diagnosis that he did not have enough blood in his body. And that is why he was unable to get and stay hard. Okay. So that's where, I don't know if that's like the trigger. That's like the starting point, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, there's something wrong with me. Okay. So then he learns this and he's like, That's why I can't get hard. Mm -hmm. There's not enough blood in my body. Right. Scientifically proven in high school science class. Yes.
0: But, and that's his own, that's his own understanding.
1: That's not verified. Right. Right. So like, but he like went to the doctor for this. Okay. So by this time, Richard is is diagnosed also as a hypochondriac. Okay. Okay? Me. (laughs) Yeah. But But not to his level. (laughs) (laughs) Wait until you hear his. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. I put like, do you know what that is? Because I wanted it to be funny because Cody kind of is a hypochondriac. Right. But it's basically someone that's always like, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm this. I'm not, you know. And right, I knew what it was from a young age because I always told my mom my stomach hurt. But then I actually it really did because I had celiac and we didn't know. Right. But anyway. OK, so to expand on this, Richard's mother recounts that several times she would find Richard with a warm, wet towel wrapped around his head. Inside the towel were sliced oranges. Okay. So this was a nice little spa day. Yes. But the reason he did this wasn't like to be relaxing. So this was because Richard believed that by doing this, vitamin C would seep into his brain, quote, via diffusion, Mm -hmm. end quote. He actually shaved his head to better monitor this issue. Right. Okay. So Richard also thought that his heart would stop beating regularly and that possibly someone had stolen his pulmonary artery. Stolen. Yeah. Like, I don't know who, but this is like massive clues that there is something seriously wrong going on inside right. of his head. Right. For sure. Um,
0: so. Yeah, I'm not on that level.
1: We aren't done. Richard also believed that his cranial bones were detached and moving freely around his head. Okay. Okay. He also believed that his stomach was in backwards and that he could replace the missing blood in his body by drinking blood from birds, rabbits, sad face, cats, dogs, and eventually people.
0: And that's not how it works at all.
1: I don't think so. No, it's not. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, were you being sarcastic? Oh no, that's not how it works at all.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> now, we discussed Richard actually being diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic. His first stay at a psychiatric ward was in 1973, so he was 23 years old. Okay. During this time, he adopted the nickname Dracula. Like he was called that by other patients. Right. Actually, I think it was the staff that named him that, but
0: Oh, lovely.
1: But why? Regardless,
0: he has the name.
1: Yes. <laughs> Are you curious as to why he has that name? I think name? I know why. Why?
0: Well, because he thought that if he drank the blood from cats, dogs, okay, pigs, there and animals. Okay,
1: but actions. Just because he would capture birds through the window in his little room, he would bite their heads off and drink the blood from their neck. When prompted by staff as to why there was blood all over his mouth and face... Richard would respond that he just cut himself shaving. Oh. Which I'm pretty sure he didn't have access to blades.
0: And didn't he shave his fucking head off? Hair off? Well, that was. Oh, but he's probably shaving his.
1: Probably. <laughs> but he did have access to an open window. So, 1970s well, I'm just for laughing you. at the
0: thought of him just mm-hmm. at a mental institute with the window open, waiting for a bird to. <laughs> I gotcha. Also,
1: like, how did he get it? Like, with a net or you something. You have to be sure. pretty agile. I know, but that's the thing. He's in a psychiatric hospital. Right. Why does he have access to these things? Right.
0: Why is there not bars on
1: the windows? Exactly. To not saying that people that need to be in a psychiatric hospital all have to no, be protected from the outside. Well, but they need to be protected from monitor. themselves. Yeah. Of yes. Anyways. So. Okay. So oh. Well, shit. I I've encountered my first problem. What happened? <laughs> anyway, so. He gets out of the psychiatric hospital. Okay. And he starts visiting this rabbit farm regularly. Oh. Okay. Okay. So he'd buy the sick ones, big ones, ugly ones, all of them.
0: He was buying them? He was buying them. Okay. So
1: in 1976, Richard was involuntarily institutionalized into a mental hospital because he had been injecting rabbit's blood directly into his veins. He actually contracted septicemia from this, which oh. is an infection in the bloodstream. Yeah. So this is also strange, and I had never read or heard this before. But apparently while he was at this mental institution, he would extract blood with stolen stolen needles from therapy dogs, hmm. which I mean that's a violation of their rights. But he would like inject it into himself. Oh my God. So um I'm gonna have to like That's intense animal blood inside of you oh yeah so like he his dad there was a time which we'll get to in a little bit but like there was a time where like he was living by himself um and his dad would come over and they would like play cards together and his dad like noticed he had live rabbits and his dad was like what's with all the rabbits Mm -hmm. and he was like well i eat them which like that's a normal thing, like people do eat rabbit. Right. But like he was living in a one bedroom apartment. Like okay. you don't butcher animals. No. And like eat them in your like tiny little Sacramento oh. apartment. Right. You know what I mean? So um, his I write it here somewhere later, but like his dad had come over one day and he was like laying on the couch and like he was super pale and he was like, Dad, I'm like sick. I ate a bad rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> and his dad is the one that took him to the hospital and that's when they found out he had that but like he wasn't telling him like oh i'm actually like in- like injecting the blood, blood into, into me knee. yeah so interesting yes during this stint though in the hospital which prompted that whole situation prompted him to go back to the to hospital, the hospital. Okay. um richard was prescribed numerous medications to treat his schizophrenia because he was diagnosed with schizophrenia at this time. uh, It's very common in men to be diagnosed with schizophrenia in their early twenties. And I think it is more common in men. Okay. So, um, they were working. So subsequently Richard was released to the custody of his mother a few months later in 76. So he had drugs while he was in there. They were like, he's doing great mom. He can go home with you. Okay. He, of course, stopped taking his medication when he went home because his mother actually weaned him off of the medication. Mm-hmm. And um, remember when I said his mother was basically, like, enabling his untreated behavior? Well, right. this is when Richard thought his mom was poisoning him. So he moved out and moved in with some girls. Some girls. Yes. Eh. Which is wild. But his mom... Well, his mom and his dad, regardless of them being... Because I think they do end up getting back together, which really isn't part of the story. But they both paid for him to, like, have his apartment wherever right. he was living because he didn't have a job.
0: Right. Okay. Um.
1: So they paid his rent. And he ended up chasing his roommates off, though, because he refused to shower. He was always high on either pot or LSD or he was drunk. He also would just, like, walk around nude.
0: So not only... Am I a naked, dirty man that eats fucking pigs and, well, you never said pigs, rabbits and stuff, but I'm a big stink ball?
1: Yeah, but he didn't do the rabbit thing when he was living with these girls. That was short-lived. Okay. I don't care. Yeah. So, but this is my favorite part of pretty much everything. While he lived there, one of his roommates had a band, and they would practice at the apartment. And Richard would just like include himself in their jam sessions, like, like open he would. Mike night. No, he would bring in the bongo drums and oh, just start playing. Okay. But he was like terrible, and they were. They would be like, like, Dude. can you leave? Like, and he wouldn't. He would get like super offended and like just not leave. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and um, he has very strange out of whack social skills. So I can only imagine what that situation was like and if he even had clothes on. That's
0: hilarious. You're there to like practice with your like bandmates and then yeah. your roommate comes in and it's like, hey, mind if I join? And then oh. they're just horrible. And you're like, dude, can you oh. please let us practice?
1: <laughs> well, that's another thing is like he had a very high pitched voice. So he wouldn't have said it like that. You think guys, please. <laughs> yeah. <Like that. laughs> Basically. Um, but okay. So I'm, I'm going to include this here, which it's kind of been debunked by some people I've listened to podcasts where like some, I don't know, a were like, that's not a real thing, but anyway, so I'm going to include it here and you can do with it what you want. But, um, Richard did exhibit all three signs of the McDonald triad. So wedding, the bed cruelty to animals and arson. Um, and like I said, I had read that it was debunked, but just a disclaimer though, I understand that his mother was not educated on mental health and pharmaceuticals, but shame on his doctors for like something like, right. I mean, like he's been in There's the hospital, like the ass. I understand too, like back then, like being on medication was not like it is accepted as it is now, mm-hmm. but like didn't the doctors know that you can't just like stop taking that and be okay. Right. Like that you have to continue.
0: Right. So
1: that, I mean, I didn't read anything or watch anything with any doctors that had treated him. It was only like psychologists and things that had like studied his case, mm-hmm. you know? So okay. anyway, um, so when the apartment was left to Richard is when he began to kill, dismember and disembowel various animals, like, all the time. It's like his main source of food. Right. Um, And then he was. That's when he was going. To the, the rabbit situation. And all of that. He also would like. Go into like classified ads. For people selling dogs. And he would like talk people down. Like there was this one guy. Who was selling labs. And he was like okay. They're like 20 a pop. And he was like well I want two for $20. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like sure. Yeah.
0: So he was like. But just to torture and eat them, right? Yes.
1: Okay. Um. And this one woman that he bought a dog from, he like called and haunted her about it, like how he killed and like drank the blood from.
0: Oh, like he called and told her what he had done.
1: Yeah, oh. and like she knew that it was her dog because mm-hmm. of the way that like there must have been some trait or characteristic that he said that, that like
0: triggered she knew it put was two not, and two together yeah. she was like
1: oh this guy this is the guy that came and got one of the dogs <sighs> for me yeah nightmare um so this is really gross but with the animals he wouldn't just like kill and mutilate their bodies he would actually make a smoothie ew so he would put their parts into a blender with coca-cola
0: with their hair too i don't Probably think not. so their i insides. don't think so okay
1: um because when you when we get into like what he did to the human bodies <coughs> skin was never a part of it okay so um but so like he insides did, coca-cola which i'm like in a blender like with the carbonation that doesn't seem Ugh. yeah but um The reason he did this is because he thought it would keep his heart from shrinking. Oh. So, tons of heart problems. Right. Like, he's got them all.
0: So, he would blend the insides with Coca-Cola and then drink that? Yep. Okay.
1: And I'm, yeah, like, some of, like, their organs and stuff. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, then, blah, blah, blah. We talked about the septicemia. Now, Richard is said to have suffered from Cotard syndrome, which is this is not what he was diagnosed with. This is people, like I said, looking back in on the case and telling us like this is these are some of the things that were going on in his mind at the time that maybe they didn't know about in like the 70s. So Richard is said to have suffered from Cotard syndrome, which is a series of delusions that range from a belief that one has lost organs, blood or body parts to insisting that one has lost one's soul or is dead. Okay. So Cotard syndrome is reported to have been in patients with mood disorders, such as psychiatric disorders, like Richard had. Yeah, we'll say that if it's fitting. Right. So later, it is even speculated that Richard also had Renfield syndrome, and Renfield syndrome is a clinical vampirism, uh-huh. which is the obsession of drinking blood. So I don't think it's like a technically medical term, because this is actually what Dracula had. Oh, he did. Yeah. Like it's like in the book. Okay. So, um, it has three stages. Stage one is auto vampirism, which is like one cutting themselves and then drinking their own blood. And then the second stage, which is known as, I don't really know how to say this, but it's like zoo, suf- zoophagia. Mm-hmm. has the word zoo in it. So, um, that's killing and drinking the blood of animals. And then the third and final stage, which is like Full-on, full-blown vampirism. Like biting into things. and Which is drinking the blood of humans. Oh, of humans. Okay. Yeah. So now there are numerous traits of Renfield syndrome, like becoming sexually aroused by the sight, smell, taste of blood, experiencing a bloody event in childhood, drinking your own blood, thinking you are running out of blood. There are so many. Mm. Also to note, it's mostly common in men. In men. Okay. In mid-1977, on a reservation in Pyramid Lake, Nevada, police found the corpse of a cow that had been shot to death. There was a ranchero truck parked near the cow with a bucket of blood and what appeared to be a liver inside of the bucket. So police, which... I don't know if I say this in here, but these are like um tribal police because it was oh, on um, a reservation. Yes. So police followed a trail of blood and footprints to a nude man covered in blood perched on a rock formation nearby.
0: Oh, the word perched. <laughs> he was like, he That sounds very vampire y though. Like it does blood and like perched. Imagine that fucking sight.
1: Well, I mean, you know his balls are just dangling there.
0: Dangling and bloody. And livery.
1: Oh, yeah. So um, it's Richard. Obviously. Obviously. Um, And when they come upon him, um, the tribal police, (laughs) they prompt him as to why he's covered in blood. And he explains that it's seeping from him.
0: Oh.
1: So. He was uh, promptly arrested and the blood and liver were taken from Richard's truck to be tested and it was confirmed to be a cow's liver and cow's blood. Richard was released from police custody and no charges were filed.
0: That's uh so, right. Cow.
1: That too. So I do think that if authorities had looked further into his record they would like they wouldn't have been so quick to just like release him release because him, yeah. Especially they would his
0: background. They'd be like, "Okay, this is progressing." Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's also also he's showing like no shame in his game either. Like he thinks right. what he's doing is valid and like. Which, like, acceptable. I'm just gonna say
1: this. Like, I'm very judgmental. Mm-hmm. I I'm not one of those people. Who's like, I don't judge people. That's complete bullshit. I judge people all the time. So if this motherfucker came up to me and started doing weird shit like this, you better believe I'm gonna be telling everybody. Like
0: something's wrong. Homeboys <laughs> eating rabbit
1: it's like so i mean i'm not like blaming anyone but you know that those girls that lived with him were like okay he was something's. Up, something's there's up. something wildly inappropriate which is like being naked all the time when you have roommates like right. that's just not cool No. <laughs> um so um anyway so yes richard's mother is basically responsible for richard um, i know i'm kind of like jumping around but um yeah, because I skipped a paragraph. So Richard was quiet for a while, but is still struggling with the thought of his lack of blood and organs being turned around and upside down inside of him. He also is beginning to believe that his blood was slowly turning into like a powdered substance. Um, He truly believed that ingesting blood was the only cure to replenish the blood he was losing. So um, Richard spends what little money he has and buys a gun just like randomly um i couldn't find why he bought this gun other than the fact that he had what i can only imagine was like this unhealthy fascination with firearms so Mm -hmm. he did like guns so he bought this gun it was like 70 bucks and um he told his mom and he was like mom i need holster for it and she was like i'm not fucking buying you a holster
0: well good that she said that at least
1: so he just stole one right um, and it was like a shoulder one like okay. a cop would wear which i think is very strange but right. um so now even though his parents aren't supplying him with firearm accessories they still are paying his rent to live alone and then so.
0: he now had these guns too even though he's been showing signs of being off the rocker for a while oh yeah and it
1: gets worse and the well, obviously, but like it gets worse to where like his mom does kind of say something soon. Okay. So, um, so yeah, mother, Richard's mother is responsible for Richard always getting himself out of his stints in mental hospitals and being weaned off of any medication that he was taking. Um, and she wasn't always completely honest with Richard's father about the weird shit that like she would find him doing. Um, and I'm sure too that she would like turned a blind eye herself to a lot of the stuff that he was doing but right around christmas time richard shoots his mother's cat Mm -hmm. and when he does it he holds up the cat he smears the blood across his own throat and proceeds to drink the blood from the bullet holes
0: disgusting yeah and like showed his mom
1: oh he did this in front of his mother in front of his mother yeah um so this is why Richard is living alone present time. Um, and he's actually told by his family that he's not welcome for the holidays. Just like to stay away.
0: But that's not enough.
1: No. And actually, so this <laughs> prompts You can't him. come
0: eat turkey with us, but. Yeah. You know, go on with your bad self and just No.
1: Exactly, like it's weird. They and,
0: they 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 need to be punished too.
1: It it's a little <laughs> off. Like I don't care that it's the seventies. There's
0: that's red flag. That's red flag central.
1: Yes. So and if he, you actually
0: loved your kid as much as you oh were to, then you would want them to get. And
1: help. I think he had a sister. Well, she like you don't nothing to do with it i know like you don't hear a lot about it and that's why i like didn't even research right. into it because i'm sure she's just like mortified she's like please even...
0: don't add me to that story
1: exactly anyway. so um he cleans himself up which i assume is basically just like showering because he that was something he did not do right
0: um he took a whore bath or what's it called a look, spit
1: bath a hoe bath, a hoe bath
0: yes <laughs>
1: we've all done that okay um but anyway, so he cleans up, he shaves, he gets this job. Um, he did have like here and there jobs. one of them was very strange. And I think he got it um from his grandmother, got him the job. He drove um basically the short bus. He was oh. responsible for like a year for like mentally like challenged kids. That's yeah. Horrible.
0: So the yep. mentally challenged driving the mentally challenged. Yes. Sounds like a cluster.
1: Like to and from school for like a year, Especially, which is wild. Wild that he was responsible. He can't. Where even...
0: are the background checks?
1: I'm not in the not 70s. Not in that 70s. So, anyway, so he cleans himself up, does all this stuff to get in the good graces of his family, to get that nice Christmas dinner. And once again, he is accepted back like nothing.
0: Hmm. What's it going to take?
1: But like, I get like, that's great that his family isn't like abandoning him, but also like, to your point, like, this is untreated mental illness, right? Like, come on, this is, come on. So we're about to get into the nitty gritty here. Right. So in late December of 1977, Richard gets bored with the attempt at being somewhat normal and decides to drive around his neighborhood in search of a human blood specimen. Right. This would
0: be his first one.
1: Right. So blood for himself, isn't working. Blood from animals isn't working. He's actually gotten sick from it. He's
0: like, well, what's missing? Exactly. We're
1: at the third stage now. So Richard believed he needed blood and animal blood, like I said, wasn't curing his illness. So he thought the only way to cure this illness he had was with human blood. Richard is driving around the Sacramento area in his Ford Ranchero with his gun in hopes that he will come across someone to kill in a drive by shooting. Oh, which, this whole, like, drive-by shooting situation, it doesn't make sense for what he's trying to achieve. Right. It doesn't have to be that way. Like, his ultimate goal is to obtain human blood. blood. How are you going to do that in a drive-by? That's, like, the most... Well, out of
0: all the things, why pick the drive-by? That's, like, a That's lot... That's what That I'm causes saying. a lot of um, commotion, disruption...
1: That's exactly what I put. I was like, so by driving by and causing all of this chaos, when he is expect, like, when is he expecting to gather the blood and run off without being caught? Right. It it just doesn't make sense. So he's driving by. He notices this woman and her name is Dorothy Polinsky. And he shoots her through the kitchen window where she was washing dishes. Right. The bullet, like she feels this heat. The bullet goes through the tight bun that she wore in her hair and lodged itself in a cabinet behind her.
0: Uh, saved by the bun, honey.
1: So I guess this whole thing like spooked Richard or he noticed that she wasn't hit and he just drove off.
0: Yeah. Or that he had horrible aim.
1: Thus leaving evidence behind though, right? Right. Because now there's a bullet lodged in her cabinet. Or her so. bun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: True. Ladies, wear buns.
1: Please. You know who I'm thinking of at work?
0: Bunny. Oh, yeah.
1: So um, Richard hops in his ranchero once again. I mean, I guess he's already in there. But um, he begins driving around his neighborhood looking for another victim now. Because I guess he's And this is the same night? I think this is the next day.
0: Okay. But regardless, it's really close. Oh, yeah.
1: This is within like 24 hours. So he
0: wasted no time. Okay.
1: No. Um, But he spots Ambrose Griffin and his wife in their driveway bringing in groceries from their car. Richard pulls out his gun while still in his car and shoots 51-year-old Ambrose in the chest, causing him to instantly fall to the ground. Richard immediately drives off again. The weird thing about this, though, is that Ambrose's wife and I think um, their daughter, their daughter-in-law was there, too. Like, they thought that he was having a heart attack. (laughs) So it wasn't until first responders arrived that, like, they actually realized he had been shot. shot. And um, he died. Uh, He was a father of two. So that was Richard's first human victim.
0: So like, but he shoots these people and then drives off. Like, when was he going to come back and collect?
1: Exactly. And that's not really explained. And that's so weird
0: because he, you would think he would do it to like, like a, just a single person. Like he can't come by and grab the body with the wife and kids standing there.
1: Right. So he's.
0: But you can't validate what this guy's doing when he's clearly off his.
1: yes and he's extremely disorganized he's very chaotic he's not in the right yes he's not in a right frame of mind to actually be doing this right um so two weeks later richard begins just trying doorknobs in the neighborhood
0: like trying to open them
1: yep okay
0: we're getting ballsy over here yeah
1: So I was listening to last podcast on the left, and you know I love them. Mm -hmm. Um, This, I highly recommend their podcast. But the two-part episode that they do on this case, I just like when I'm having a bad day. Like it is very informative, Mm -hmm. also hilarious.
0: Okay,
1: Um, love it. But anyway, I was listening um, to that, which is my favorite episode. Um, Marcus Parks does incredible research. Um, anyway, they were discussing this part of the story and mentioned that, you know, when he would go and try doors on houses and that if they were locked, he would just move on like nothing because he felt that if the door was locked, that he wasn't welcome. But this is a characteristic of vampires. Okay. So that's like another thing, which is so weird. Like, I didn't even know that.
0: I don't even know there was such thing as a characteristic of a vampire like vampires are real blood. but like
1: that's, that's a like... characteristic of them well yeah anyway but well he's real um anyway it's also a characteristic characteristic of black-eyed kids that's true but they like they're more persistent with right. it
0: so basically he would go up to the door if it was locked he, he thought he, just his that he was not welcomed but if just it was on. open he thought he was welcomed
1: Huh. But he actually told this to Robert Ressler in, um like the various prison interviews that they had with him. Robert Ressler is an FBI investigator back when like profiling was beginning. And like one of the characters on um, that Mindhunter show is actually based off of Robert Ressler. He's a very famous investigator, uh, or FBI special agent, whatever. So um, we're going to fast forward to January 23rd. So when I told you he. Killed, tried to kill someone, then killed Ambrose. We took like a month break, right? Uh So we're January 23rd, 1978, and this is where it's just gonna go boom, 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 boom. Okay. Um, Richard begins to walk down the street in search of a human victim. So he comes to Jean Layton's house where he locks eyes with her while trying her doorknob. Jean recalls that there was absolutely no reaction no expression on his face. He just tried the lock and moved on. And she like, was at her front door and when he just like was walking on, she just like ran to the back doors, like locking all of the doors. And, um, she was obviously terrified. And, um, (laughs) at this time he was like insane looking, he was super malnourished extremely dirty and he is wearing this large orange ski parka okay and it is stained with blood (laughs) oh god because of all of like his little meals that he makes experiments yeah actually his dad bought him this coat i'm not sure what the occasion was but and he ends up being arrested in it so you'll see a picture of it um so you know this woman in her house just imagine She's terrified, trying to lock all the doors, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. He just lights a cigarette, walks through a backyard, and keeps trying doorknobs. Okay. So he's, like, completely unbothered by this. Yeah. Meanwhile, the woman that he sees is, like,
0: Freak distraught.
1: And, you know, I can't imagine, like, you're scared because someone's, like, going around your neighborhood. Yeah. Imagine, like, seeing the person, too. Right. Face-to-face. Like, to face. E- Absolutely. Even scarier. So, um, anyway, he finally finds a door same day that is open and begins to walk through the house and runs into the home of Robert and Barbara Edwards they are stunned and scared richard begins to run around their house and ends up slipping out the front door they're chasing after him and like the husband like almost catches up to him but he is like quick but he's also very slippery because he's got like blood, blood. all over him right um and he just turns around and he goes i was taking a shortcut
0: uh in his high pitch voice yeah so like he basically entered through the back door and then came out through the front door i
1: don't i don't know where how he entered into their house but he was like rummaging you'll find out i'm about to explain to you that he had been in the house for a little bit before okay. they they um actually caught him but like I guess he felt the need to like, I'm sure they're like yelling. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? Or, he's like, I was just taking a shortcut. Uh, interesting. No, but LOL. Right. So, um, he did have a bag with him at the time and he ended up just like throwing it when he was like running and it did have some of like the Edwards's belongings in it. Just mm. like some random shit. Um, but that's not all that they found. Um, he had actually made his way into their baby's room and he had opened one of the dresser drawers and urinated all over the baby's clothes.
0: Interesting.
1: And he also pooped in the baby's bed.
0: Not the poo-poo in the bed.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's the baby's job. But why did he do that?
1: <laughs> but the best part, I know I shouldn't be talking about other podcasts, but it's podcast on the left. One of the guys goes, It's your baby brother.
0: The oh, the poo-poo. Yeah. That is so odd.
1: I don't get it.
0: Let me TT on the clothes and let me poo-poo in the bed.
1: Also, like, if it's, like, a baby baby... The baby wasn't cri- in
0: it, was it?
1: I don't think so. Oh. But...
0: But still... I like, thought- how
1: is he, like, leaning over, like, the crib part? He
0: sharted and it went into it.
1: You think so? Probably. Like a little bit of a projectile Well, if he's type. eating,
0: um pig, I mean, I don't know why I keep saying rabbit guts. The fucking stool coming out of him can't be healthy. You're right.
1: Anyways. I have never heard you say that word. Stool? Yeah. Mm. So, now Richard is thirsty because i a runner around. Okay. Um. So he walks to a shopping center to buy a soda. There he spots Nancy Holden, a former classmate of his. He approaches her and asks if she was on the motorcycle with Kurt when he was killed. What? At this moment, she realizes it's Richard Chase from high school because she had dated a guy named Kurt and he did die in a motorcycle accident. Oh,
0: but like this is like years ago.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it's like super fucking random. Um, So this encounter strikes her as very strange and awkward. And she's like tries to go on with her shopping, but he keeps like creeping around her. And she's just like, whatever, I'm just going to fucking leave because he won't leave me alone. Okay. And so as she's like walking out to her car, he's like following her. And I don't think he realizes like, you know, when you don't like someone and you just want to get away, you're like, okay, got like, it. Thank you. I'm, she had to have been giving him those vibes and he just did not get it.
0: Well, no, he has no social.
1: So he's like talking to her and tries the doorknob. She's already in the car and she just fucking goes Okay, like he was going to get in her and car. With her. Yes. So, um, Like I said, he was so far gone. Like he, I don't even think he registered how terrified she must have been. Right. Um, but she later reports this whole scenario situation to her father-in-law because he's actually a cop in the area. And she knew she was like, It's Richard Chase. He came and approached me. He's fucking weird. Oh my God. But this ends up helping investigators yeah, later. of course. And he ends up being charged for a kidnapping attempt for this later because he had a gun on him at the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's good that she knew that because that was like a big part Thank of it. God. Yeah. So same day, by the way, all these people discussed and about to be discussed are neighbors of his live on his street near him because remember this is all like a mile radius right okay so all of this oh yeah happened super close to each other like in within walking distance so it is believed that richard possibly recognized this car that he comes across he's walking in the neighborhood he sees this van and the van belongs to Teresa waylon wallen i don't know how you say it but it had been at the supermarket earlier that day later when they've retraced everything, they realized she was at the same supermarket as Nancy. So it could have been some subliminal thing. And he was just like, recognized it and was drawn to it. Okay, Who knows how this guy's fucking mind works. Um, But he sees her van in the driveway, walks up to the door, cocks his gun, takes a bullet out or uncocks it. I don't know how guns work. Mm-hmm puts it in the mailbox, then enters the home. Weird flex. There he meets Teresa walking out with a bag of trash.
0: So her door was unlocked.
1: Yes. Okay. She instinctively puts up her hand, drops the trash bag as he begins shooting her. Okay. The bullet goes through her hand, up through her arm and exits her elbow. But during this, because she's like, "Ah!" like, it nicks her neck. Okay. Um, But he just shoots her again. And at this time, it's like at the top part of her skull. So this knocks her down. When she hits the ground, he shoots her point blank, killing her instantly. So now what he does next is like unthinkable, disgusting. And honestly, pretty much just don't listen to the rest of this. If you can't like, cause I, I was writing it and I was like, Oh my God, like hearing it's one thing, but then when you see it in words, it's a little different. So, um, he takes her body by her shoulders and he drags her into the bedroom. And which I'm like, I don't even know how he has this strength because he's so, he's so small. Yeah. Um, he goes into the kitchen and he takes a knife And he, like, as he's, like, traipsing back to the bedroom, he, like, sees a yogurt, empty yogurt cup on the floor, which fell out of the trash when she dropped it. And he's, like, oh, I can use this. So, takes it with him. And he goes back to the bedroom. And, um, (sighs) sorry. I lost my place. Um, I, I don't know. I was just, I wrote here, like, I can imagine, like, what, I just want to know what was going through his mind when he, like, saw the cup. You know, because before he was just like drinking it from the animals, right? Yeah, but what does he want the yogurt cup for? Well, well, The blood. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when he makes it back to the bedroom, he pulls up her shirt and he cuts off her left nipple. Not sure why. Um, And then he stabs her in the torso. He stabs her so hard it splits her sternum. Ouch. Which like, I think your sternum is like your hardest bone in your body. Uh, Yeah. That's like,
0: I think what you have to break when you do CPR on somebody
1: those are your ribs down here that they just, you don't have to, they oh, okay. just do break. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then he slices the left side of left side of her stomach open. And this is when he grabs her intestines and ta- and he's basically moving them out of the way. Okay. Um, once he moves them out of the way, he stabs her organs eight different times, mm. but, Oh, and, as he's stabbing her, he's, like, doing it so hard, the knife is actually going through her out her back. Okay. Because she's so cut up. Right. Um, Her kidneys were the only organs that were untouched. Interesting. Very interesting. And just, why? Random. <laughs> so, he uses a yogurt cup to drink the blood pouring from her body. Then he takes the cup into the bathroom, and he smears some of the blood on uh, his face and across. Like, war paint? kind of, i think so. Um, i don't know what at what point but he did have sex with her body.
0: Oh no, necrophilia.
1: Yeah. So, um finally, he goes into her backyard and he takes a piece of their dog's poop and he stuffs the poop in her mouth and down her throat.
0: Not the poop poop breath. <laughs> oh no. What?
1: She was six weeks pregnant. Oh,
0: so the baby died. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's horrible.
1: Her husband David later finds her body after he gets home from work.
0: So, what's his fascination with poop? Boob- to poo poo. Maybe it's like a D, like uh.
1: Well, like Albert Fish did that. Is it like a, a lot domination of them do it? I think it's
0: like power. Like, like a, um, you're nothing. Like I, you're shit. Basically, so here, eat this. And I'm gonna shit in your baby's crib too. I don't know. Poor thing. So the so the husband found her.
1: See, when I think of it, I always think they're like, <laughs> Well,
0: poo-poo. Yeah.
1: Cause like to me, poop is funny.
0: Yeah, but not when it's in your throat or in your baby's crib. <laughs>
1: I mean <laughs> if I walked in there and I found shit in my kid's bed, I think I would laugh because I would be so Well you would
0: assume the kid did it. Right?
1: He is a full grown man. I think his poop probably looks different. Have you ever seen baby's poop?
0: Well, I'd be like, damn, you got a lot of that titty meal. This, you got the shits, poor baby. Oh, anyway, so the... the there's yeah. probably
1: like fucking rabbit fur in his shit.
0: So the husband found her. Yes. In the backyard when he came No, no, out. no. She
1: was in her bedroom. Oh, uh, in her bedroom. The poo was in the backyard. Oh, that's so sad. Uh, yeah, I cannot even imagine. Um. So January 24th, next day, 1977 um, or 78, I forget. Um, some think he was possibly casing houses because for a few days he was seen going from like house to house and he was asking for back issues of Mad Magazine,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I'm like, it's like he was like selling them. He was like asking people for their old magazines, which is really weird. That is weird. But um, that could be totally unrelated, but he did that. Um, okay. on the twenty fifth of January, he actually killed and desecrated the body of a dog.
0: What's desecrated?
1: Like mutilated, like Ooh. desecrated, like, just fucked it up. okay. yeah, Ooh. okay. How many minutes do I have? Four. Okay. Um sorry, we only can record in thirty minute, not thirty minute manner mysteries, but in thirty minute segments segments. Yeah. So okay you thought that was bad. This is where the baby part comes in. January 27th, 1977. Evelyn Miroth, Miroth. It's hard to say. Evelyn Miroth was a 38 year old mother of a 13 year old boy named Vernon and a six year old son, Jason. Um, On this day, she was watching her 22 month old nephew, David Ferraria but also her six-year-old son Jason was there as well. I don't know where her 13-year-old was, but he wasn't there when this happened. Um, Danny Meredith was a neighbor and he came over with his, I think he came over with his son because he and Evelyn, or no, he didn't. He just came over because he and Evelyn had prearranged for her son Jason to go play in the snow with Danny. I don't know if they were meeting like other people there. It wasn't like a weird thing that her young son was going to play with this guy. Like they were good friends And she was watching The Little Nephew, and I think the idea was for her to have some time with, like, the baby without the six-year-old. Okay. So, um, upon arriving at Evelyn's, Evelyn asked Danny, like, hey, can you go rent Jason some snowshoes? Because he doesn't have any to play out, whatever, today. And I am guessing because she had the baby, she didn't want to leave. So, Danny leaves, and Richard is watching all of this from afar. So, he knows that she's there by herself now. Um, once Danny left, Richard just walks into the unlocked door right after Danny left. Like, Danny walked out the back door and he just walked right in that back door after he left. And, um, he makes his way to the bathroom where Evelyn was taking a bath. So I guess, like, she was like, okay, I have enough time, just take a real quick bath before he gets back. Okay. He shoots her right between the eyes. Oof. Kills her instantly. Um, he begins the same ritual he had performed with Teresa's body. So he drags her body out of the tub, which like that's even harder to do than like when oh, yeah. Teresa it's was just like on the floor. Yeah. She's wet. What? Um, he goes, takes her to her bedroom, lays her on the bed. And then the timeline of this isn't clear, but Jason probably heard the gunshots before anything else. Um. And then now there's like all of this commotion going on. So he, runs into the room. Richard just shoots him twice in the head at close range. So now they're both dead. Yes. So Jason is laying on the floor. Um, Richard just walks over him and proceeds to the kitchen to retrieve a knife and to begin cutting Evelyn's body on his way to the kitchen Danny is coming back in from the store. Danny Meredith, the friend. Right. Um, Richard shoots Danny as soon as he walks into the hallway. Falls to the floor, dead. Then Richard hears a baby crying. Oh, no. So Richard shoots the baby in the head. Returns to the bedroom and starts to cut Evelyn open. He pulled her intestines out. And then he stabbed her in specific organs. All except the The kidneys.
0: Maybe because he wanted to eat. Is there any things of him like eating the kidney?
1: I have something pulled up on my phone that like after I read this sentence, I'm going to like tell you about the kidneys for a second. Um, He took out her liver and he cut a piece off and Mm. ate it. Yum. Um, Then he proceeded to collect the blood That was pouring out of her abdomen. Mm -hmm. Drank it. Um, Collected a lot of it in a big bucket. Mm -hmm. He turned her over. Then he stabbed her in the anus six times. Six. Then he sodomized the wound.
0: Oh. Oh, the wound. Like he fucked the wound? Yes. Wow. Okay.
1: He sliced her neck open. And cut out one of her eyes. Hmm. If that wasn't rough enough, this next part, baby stuff. Oh, no. Not the baby. Yeah. It's fucking, like, it's rough. So, he goes back to the baby's room. How old is this baby? 22 months. So, it's almost two years old. Okay. Takes its body into the bathroom. Splits open its head. Dumps some of the brain into the tub. Now, I think while it's only some of it is because at this time, a neighbor sends their daughter to the house. I don't know really for what reason, but the little girl's like knocking on the door. Thank God he doesn't answer. Yeah. So um, I guess he's like, oh, shit. Someone's here. Takes the baby's body, wraps it in a blanket or a towel or I don't remember what grabs his bucket of blood, and escapes unseen in Danny Meredith's red station wagon. All of this was achieved in about 45 minutes. Uh, 30 minutes later, a concerned neighbor walks around back and enters the house, seeing Danny Meredith's body laying there and... Then they call the cops. So I told you I was gonna read it's nothing like big but about the kidneys. Like I just wanted to see like what is their main function, what is their main job, and it's to cleanse the blood of toxins and transform the waste into urine. So I'm like, hmm. is it because it has to do with like cleaning the blood? And yeah. that's why he didn't want to maybe touch he drank it? the
0: blood from the kidney. But
1: they were untouched.
0: Yeah. That is weird.
1: And then, like, he eats part of the liver. I feel like the liver is dirty. But you can that's eat, what... the,
0: people eat liver. You can eat liver.
1: I know my dad eats chicken livers, and yeah. they're disgusting. They taste like dust. Chicken. I like them. Of course you do.
0: But not human raw ones. Anyways. No.
1: So, anyway. So, now there's a bolo out on Danny's red station wagon. Um, and investigators actually did a really great job investigating these cases and linking them together. You know, because you had the... Drive-by shootings, everything has a gun. So, and it's all the same gun, even right. the cow at Pyramid mm-hmm. Lake. So, um, I do think Richard made it pretty easy, but still. Um, he actually left complete hand and shoe prints in Evelyn's blood at their at that crime scene, though he did wear gloves during these crimes, which is kind of weird.
0: Yeah. That's
1: awesome. um, yeah. So, like I said, the cops did link the bullets at the scenes. Um you know, from the Wayland scene, the two drive-bys. And then another thing that is common in all of these crime scenes are these rings of blood near all the bodies, with the exception of Ambrose Griffin, because it was a drive-by. Mm-hmm. But um, that's, you know, the buckets that he would have where right. he would drink the blood from. So they do find Danny's car nearby. Um He basically just kind of, like, left it um, on the side of the road. But... They don't actually have any evidence at this point to link him to the vehicle because with all the evidence they do have and then the description of him from Nancy Holden, they end up linking Richard to the crimes. But the car wasn't really part of that. Right. But they didn't.
0: That wasn't a big deal for them anyways. No,
1: but like they do end up linking it to him later. You'll see it's when they capture and arrest him. But okay. um, this whole thing is in the age of the FBI profiling thing which i was telling you about earlier so during this time investigators like richard wrestlers like i was talking about he would go and i don't know if you'd necessarily go to these police departments specifically but he would do these seminars and like talk about like profiling um, victims and profiling suspects and Mm -hmm. all of these things and actually his profile of richard chase is like 280 so the when you go to like fbi school or something they use this case like as the golden like unorganized spree killer okay because he was just that's one scary thing about him is just because like he was so mentally ill okay like there was no rhyme or reason so they use it kind of like
0: as training purposes too
1: yeah but the fbi really had they didn't have their hands in this case at all. It really was the Sacramento police department that solved it. But some people say, well, if that investigator had never gone to Robert Ressler's, uh or whoever's uh, seminar to like learn about that. And I think his name was Rick Biondi, the investigator that like he would have, he would have never gotten that education to make that. But the thing is like, that's continuing education for that type of yeah. career. Like Yeah, it had a little bit to do with the FBI, but... Of course. Exactly. So, anyway, um, I don't know if you wanted me to read the uh, profile. I don't know how much time we have, but it was white male, aged 25 to 27, thin, undernourished appearance, single, living alone in a location within one mile of abandoned station wagon, Mm. which is, he... Stole Danny Meredith's station wagon. And like I said, everything was in within a one mile radius Um, owned by one of the victims. I should have finished that part first. Um, Residents will be extremely slovenly and unkept.
0: Yeah, they so got like that where to he,
1: a T. Where he lived. Yeah. And evidence of the crimes will be found at the residence. Suspect will have a history of mental illness and use of drugs. Suspect will be an unemployed, unemployed loner who does not associate with either males or females and will probably spend a great deal of time in his own residence. If he resides with anyone, it will be his parents. However, this is unlikely. Suspect will have no prior military history, will be a high school or college dropout, which he was a college dropout probably suffers from one or more form of paranoid psychosis. Yeah. He
0: got that spot on. Yeah. That's may, exactly... may eat your rabbit and your cat.
1: <laughs> exactly. So um, I was kind of bummed out because there's uh, Robert Ressler did a series of interviews with him while he was in prison and they did with like Edmund. I mean, did you ever see Mindhunter mm-hmm. with like Edmund Kemper? They did all of these like interviews and stuff is basically to study their minds. And he was one of them. Okay. And so they did a series of, um, interviews with him, but they, there were none that were like recorded that's like public record, which kind of sucks. But anyway, um, so fast forward when I know I didn't really explain like how they all found him, you know, and like linked it to him, but they find, they end up finding where Richard is living in this one bedroom apartment and they, you know, tell the tenant or like the owner, the landlord, like, Hey is this guy, the person that's living here, you know, cause he could have like just moved around or not been there anymore. Cause it was like his last known address. Yes. He lives here. Okay. So they knock on the door and they can hear him inside, like rummaging around, but he won't answer the door and like, he won't respond to them. And so they like, like you would do to a child. They like blatantly started to say like, well, he's not here. We better come back tomorrow. Oh,
0: like what you do. Like Oh, like when you play hide and go seek yes, with the kid. Oh. That's
1: what they did. And like, they were like making noises like they were walking away. Okay. And um,
0: and then you hide and then he comes out, right? Yeah.
1: Like their intention was for him to believe that they were leaving. And... Yes. So because they already knew like, okay, he's gathering his stuff and he knows that we know he lives here. Right. So he's going to leave regardless. Right.
0: He's already about to leave.
1: Right. So they're like hiding in the bushes. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> And um, so some of them do walk off and then are like other places to like catch him when he comes out and he goes out the back and police jump him right away.
0: I know he's about to say some bullshit.
1: No, Oh. but they can barely get a grip on him because he is literally covered in blood and so slippery. And one of the cops did say he was like, when I got him, I wanted him to like, so I so badly wanted him to like do something to where I could just shoot shoot him. him. Yeah. And he said, when it came to that point, he's like, I literally couldn't do it. He's like, because that would make me like him.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's like an Allison uh, Botha. Yes, exactly.
1: So, um, he's super slippery and (laughs) they can't catch him, but they do end up uh, like, Getting on top of him and, like, stopping him from moving and get handcuffs on him. But, like, when they're trying to get handcuffs on him, he's, like, trying to get in his pockets. And he's, like, tussling with them, whatever. Well, what he was trying to get were the contents of his pockets, which were Danny Meredith's wallet, Mm -hmm. his car keys, his license, and a picture of the Miroth family.
0: Oh, like he was obsessed with them.
1: No, he just stole it from the house. Oh.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I thought you were going to say in the nipple of that
1: poor lady. Oh my God. No, he probably ate that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if they found it. They probably just found it. Yeah. Um. But also accompanying Mr. Chase was a bloodstained bucket filled with bloody rags and a gun that matched all the bullets found at all of the crime scenes. The blend state and rags were then tested and confirmed to be Evelyn Miroff's. Miroff. I always want to like say Miroff, but. Um, During interrogation, police officials start going over all the crimes that Richard is being linked to, like Pyramid Lake, the drive-by shootings, the murders. Then they get to, like, the animals. When they bring up the animals is when he becomes, like, super defensive. And he's like, okay, so I'm in trouble for a bunch of dogs. He literally says that. Uh,
0: No, you're in trouble for this, 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 this.
1: Right. So then, just randomly... They're not even talking about dogs anymore. He goes, Irish setters are the best. <laughs> oh my God. They like, they don't, he never elaborates onto what he meant by that.
0: Probably tastes the best.
1: I'm guessing. So other than that little bit, he said.
0: Wait, doesn't your sister have her?
1: No, she had a German short German short
0: Oh, they look the same. I'm sorry. Don't they?
1: No, they don't. Okay. Irish setters have like longer hair. <laughs> oh, sorry. But I mean, they're both like. Coloring. L- 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 no, they're both like lean. There you go. (laughs) Totally off. Sorry. I'm
0: sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Sarah.
1: (laughs) But anyway, so, like, the most experienced interrogators at, like, this police department couldn't even break him, and he was not talking. Um,
0: Because they wanted to, like, what happened, like, the details of everything, right? Right.
1: Um, But remember, I told you that Robert Ressler had all these interviews with him, so here's some, like, weird things that he told him. Like, I'm sorry, I know this is really long, but this is, like, really weird so um so he told a psychiatrist that the first killing had happened after his mother would not allow him to visit for christmas which we talked about right he was just shooting his gun out the window of his car that he had fired shots at other houses indicated it was not altogether an accident like he was just like shooting Shooting it just happened happened. which is not what happened so um he also told FBI profilers that he had killed to preserve his own life and he was developing an appeal based on that. So, um, he mentioned this, um, soap dish poisoning okay. that had to do with, um, why he was worried about his health. Um, so Robert wrestler, like I talked about, asked him like, what is that? What is the soap dish poisoning? And he explained that everyone has a soap dish. So if you lift the soap and find that underneath it, it's dry, like you're good. But if it's like gooey, you have the poisoning, which turns your blood to powder. The powder then depletes your energy and eats away at your body.
0: See, and I want to laugh at that. And I will hee <laughs> hee
1: because
0: that is funny. But I also as part of me, I feel bad for this poor guy. Like so, that is some severe. fault. There's more.
1: Chase also said that he was Jewish. He wasn't. Um, And that he'd been persecuted by Nazis because he had a Star of David on his forehead. Did he? He didn't. Um, He explained that the Nazis were connected to the um, UFOs, which had telepathically commanded him to kill to replenish his blood. So Nazis were in UFOs and the UFOs told Chase, like... This is what you need to do to replenish your blood blood that was caused by the soap dish poisoning,
0: Uh, which made your blood powder.
1: Uh Uh-huh. So, um, the UFOs followed him around and the FBI should be able to pinpoint them by putting a radar on him. So like, since they follow Richard chase, like if you put something on me, like you'll find them. Um, he then shoved a cup at wrestler and it, um, had, like part of his macaroni and cheese dinner that he had saved and he was like can you have it analyzed for poison so um interesting it was uh yeah and i think also when he thought like his mom was trying to poison him he thought she was like a nazi and
0: was he malnourished because he was so scared to eat like certain things
1: i think that was probably part of it
0: yeah or like he was eating so much horrible things that his body was purging
1: yeah, okay. And then, like, so when Ugh. he w- when he was in prison, um, like the people in cells next to him, like they would all kind of gather up and they would pass their urine in like a cup. They were him all to pe- drink? No, to the guy closest to him, and they would throw, throw it at, it at him. him. I thought they were gonna allow him to drink it. And then I don't know if this was when he was in prison or when he was in the mental institution or both, but he would like hide under his sheets, and when people would walk by, he go, ah! Oh no, ma'am this boy so richard was found dead in his cell (laughs) on december 26 1980 autopsy revealed that he had died by an overdose of prescribed medication Mm. so to me i was like was he over prescribed this medication because he, he would have no idea
0: you can get him he you know what he probably did and i only know this from watching jail documentaries a lot of times when they distribute the medicine they'll Take it, hide it in their mouth, and then like accumulate it, and either sell it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I know. But maybe that's
0: what he, he wanted to kill himself, so he just. But
1: I'm like, he so wasn't in the right state of mind. How would he've even known to do that? But also, he wore gloves. But like on last podcast on the left, we were talking about the gloves. <laughs> One of them was like, "Well, maybe it was a vampire thing," and he thought all vampires wear gloves. Like, and I thought all vampires were immortal. Like, see, so like to the extent of like what we're dealing with here. <laughs> There's really, like, how can you say?
0: Well, you can't validate any of this poor man's actions because they are all over the place.
1: I mean, it was, but could you imagine if he wasn't caught? Wasn't what? Wasn't caught. Oh, I I thought
0: you said wasn't God. I'm like, well, he's not. Um, No, I cannot, poor thing.
1: I don't know if it's just because it's, like, kind of the same area and because they have the same name, but, like, Richard Ramirez, to me, was a lot scarier because he was just, like, Evil.
0: Which one's Richard
1: Ramirez? Richard Ramirez was the uh, uh the original night stalker. Or he was a night stalker. Night stalker, okay. not the original night stalker, but he was the night stalker, and he would like he was also really gross, like he didn't like brush his teeth and like, but like he was of sound mind. Right.
0: How long was he in
1: prison before he was found dead? Do you know? Just like a couple of years. Okay. Um, but I want to show you his picture. And I oh, want... I just looked him up. Which picture did you see? It? This. Guys, and
0: we're gonna post these on the Instagram for you, <gasps> and see he's so handsome. Like, and then he looks like
1: this is nyan. when he
0: he looks like a Neanderthal.
1: He was arrested. Look oh, at him there. he
0: looks very childlike. Wow, very um. that the,
1: was Evelyn. That was Teresa. That's
0: the baby. That was oh the my baby. Gosh, it always mm, that mm. was a little
1: boy. We don't have to post those.
0: He kind of looks like Daniel Laplante.
1: Here's another one where he kind of looks like a sexy pirate.
0: Uh uh-uh. uh. Don't be turned on by this man <laughs> um, this
1: one though that's when they threw the pee on him because look at him
0: oh yes pissy pissy
1: could you imagine what do you think he did when they threw it on him do you think he's like oh guys stop it
0: i think he was like hey can you throw me some blood he next
1: time high, he has a oh, high yeah. voice. He,
0: like, hey! he probably wanted blood he probably liked it fucking weirdo um <laughs> wow that was a good one i've actually never heard of that story wait were you done
1: yeah okay no that was sorry it was like a little no crazy. that was
0: that was great i have never heard of that before i don't know how because you know i love
1: you well, love the vampires
0: i love the um well i love the vampires and i don't love this but i like the ones that are like mine like what the fuck and you did you did it he kind of was giving me very richard speck vibes too
1: oh my god ew mm-hmm. i saw someone the other day they looked like richard speck and i was like
0: with the titties
1: no, before okay. that, but he was like kind of fucked up looking. Yeah,
0: I mean, yes,
1: he was ugly, and yes. I saw someone I was like, "Oh my god, he looks like Richard Speck." I don't know who I was with.
0: Not me, because I would have darted the other way.
1: <laughs> no, it was like on TV. I think. Oh,
0: I hope. Ooh, not what it, What
1: was his tattoo? A,
0: a penis. A, no, a penis with. It was a penis with feathers. But a dicky bird. A dicky bird.
1: Are we gonna get that? Yes, it. Did- <gasps>
0: Um, well, good job, babe.
1: Thanks. Oh, my sources are mainly like Wikipedia last podcast and Last oh, wow. podcast. I watched a couple documentaries on YouTube about him. I mean, yeah, it's it's all there.
0: Awesome. Well, welcome. I'm um, welcome to the podcast. No,
1: basically. No, but
0: uh, I love that. So thank you so much for sharing that. And guys, um,
1: rate, review, subscribe,
0: rate, review, subscribe. It's our birthday. I hope you all have a safe and fabulous Halloween remember don't send eat the money. skittles oh don't eat the skittles and don't eat the nerds because the girls are putting fentanyl in them so be careful did you hear about that
1: why is it just girls doing it
0: i'll just say the girls meaning everybody
1: oh
0: <laughs> everybody's doing it but yes also it's our birthday so misery manner podcast i
1: love there's send literally a, a lone skittle here no in but these sh-
0: are unpackaged ones that people are like i don't know why you if you send your kids sugar treating if they stick like there was this state this is so off subject but there was a state where they like confiscated all these nerds and skittles and stuff that people were going to be distributing and they had uh fentanyl laced in them <gasps> my mom used to check our bags when we would come home from trick-or-treating like if anything even had like a slight tear on it she would like,
1: nope not yours you know that where that really stemmed from it was a dad trying to kill his kid for insurance money and it happened in Pasadena, Texas.
0: Pass it, get down, Dana.
1: That's what my mom says. That's where my mom was born. That's what she calls it. Pass, or
0: Pass or get it, get down, it they down said that on Dana. on
1: the radio. Or she calls it stinkadina. Yep. Because it's stank too. in there. It
0: does. All right, guys. Happy birthday to Goodbye. Us. Goodbye. Have a happy Halloween. Send us pictures of your costumes, please.
1: Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say something else. Goodbye.
0: Bye.